0: I want to speak today about life, the gift Christ gives us. And we're going to be reading a, a scripture in a moment. You can turn there or just follow on the screens. But I wanted to start with John eleven twenty six twenty five, 25, where Jesus says these words. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And I wanted to focus on that aspect of life. And by the end of this service, I'm hoping to have given you a couple of tools that will help you live more in the aspect of life, that there would be a a coming alive within you. It carries on, it says, the one who believes in me, and that's our choice and the thing we need to do is the one who will live forever. And I think that's, that's the desire of our hearts. I think the songboard uh, guys will just have to follow. The remote's not working. So it's, he says, I am the resurrection and the life, the one who believes in me. And I've added my own words here. That is the choice of our minds will live even though he dies. And so... The whole story that we celebrate at this time of the year is his life becoming real to us, that we can live here and now and in the hereafter. And that's the wonderful thing for me, that he came to give us life. He came to die, that we could have life, and therefore life is our portion. Life is our right. Life is our privilege, and life is our inheritance in him The Bible actually speaks of abundant life that we can enjoy. but, But we often settle for less. We often settle for less. And we sometimes settle for survival. Instead of this abundant life. Humanity is often like the movie, Dead Men Walking. We can be physically alive but dead in every other way. And I believe God wants us to be not only physically alive, but alive in every other way. And he wants his life to be real to us. And the the question is, how can we know this? How can can we do this? And what causes us to miss out or experience this life? Is there something we should take note of? Is Is there something we should be aware of that we can move from an area of death to an area of life? Whether it's an area in our lives or in our hearts, whatever it may be. And as I read in the book of Romans, I see what the Apostle Paul has to say. And in your spare time, you might want to go and read chapters 7 and 8. They're absolutely beautiful. Because he mentions several laws that apply to the situation. And I just want to have a look at four of those laws that he mentions. And I'm trusting that that they're going to inspire you. Romans 8 verses 1 and 2 says the following. Therefore there is now no condemnation. Isn't that beautiful? No condemnation. If you're sitting here with condemnation today, just shake it off. Just shake it off. Therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And then verse 2. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And it's an interesting scripture. I, I was away recently during the school holidays, we had a few days away, and Lucy Doran had given me a book to read. And it's like a daily, daily journal, and you can pick it up anytime and read a section and as I opened it that scripture for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death and I was intrigued by that scripture and uh, my mom was on holiday with us and I got chatting to her and we were we were looking at this and, and 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 we just felt that there was something there there was something there for each and every one of us and And that's what we want to look at today. As we read in Romans 7 and 8, there are certain of these laws that he mentions. But in in chapter 7, as I read through it and was studying it, the word law appears in my Bible more than 20 times. And uh, he mentions it again and again and again and again. And so the first point is the law of God. And you can go and read it and see how many times it's mentioned. But in chapter 7 and verse 22, he says, For in my inner being I delight in God's law. So he speaks about the the law of God and his delight in the law of God. And I believe the law of God is that overarching thing into which all humanity is born. It's this Law that he has set in place. And God commanded the world to to come into a certain way or to act or to do its thing in a certain way. And he also gave laws to, to humanity as to how they should live. And we see this applied in so many ways. For example, the law that we should not kill or murder across all cultures it's generally not acceptable to take innocent life because it's part of his, the law of God. And as you read what he, what he says, he, he says in verse 12 that the law is holy, that the, the law is spiritual, that the law is good. And I believe that the, 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 law, the law of God is birthed out of his love for humanity. And with the coming of Jesus, it took on a completely different dimension. Before it had been a bunch of laws you had to obey. Now it became a matter of the heart. Something dramatically changes. And if we read in Matthew 22 from verse 35 to 40, one of the experts comes and tries to trick Jesus and One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so we see this different dynamic that Jesus brings in, he tells us, it's not meant to be, the laws are not meant to be written on stones. It's meant to be written in our heart in terms of knowing the love of God and being able to love him in return. And so here we see this, this first aspect, this is the law of God. The second point, which is more based on that scripture that we read a little earlier, is the law of sin and death. Now, this is another law, and it's actually mentioned twice in those two chapters. In in chapter 7 and verse 23, Paul writes and speaks about the law of sin. And then in the verse we read, he speaks about the law of sin and death. And there are many scriptures in the Bible that speak about this subject. For example, in Romans 6 and verse 23, it speaks about the wages of sin is death. Now I want to tell you that applies whether you are born again or not. So the wages of sin is death. In Romans 3 verse 23, it says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In 1 John 1 verse 8, it says if we think we haven't sinned, we've deceived ourselves and there's no truth in us. Going back to what Paul said in in chapter 7 and verse 21, he says, So I find it to be a law. Interesting he puts it in that way. And he says, So I find it to be a law that when I want to do good, evil is ever present with me, and I am subject to its insistent demands. So he speaks about this aspect. And so every man, woman, and child that was ever born or will ever be born has this problem with sin. But the good news is that as we remember, God provided an answer. And it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. It says, For our sakes, He made Christ to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. So we see this law of sin and death that Paul writes about. The third law he writes about is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, this is the the thing that just began to bubble in, in my own spirit, that Christ came and died so that that could be a reality in our lives. Now I don't know but is the is the spirit of life in Christ Jesus alive and well in you I trust so and I believe so it's a different dimension it gives us all hope and what is interesting if you read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2 it speaks about this the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus But if you go on and you read the whole scripture, it says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free. So one law cancels out the other law. Now, most of you know that uh, last year I, I lost my wife to cancer at the age of 46. It was very difficult. It still is. And out of that, I've had to learn and I've had to adjust. But one of the things I've had to learn is that I lived under one law. I lived under the law of holy matrimony according to the law of God. Who designed us to live in that way. But when my wife died the law changed because I had taken a vow until death us do part. And so, one law went and replaced with another law. A complete change. And so, here we see this same thing where the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death, where we were perhaps uh, enslaved on the one side, we can be set free and something changes within us. And so this comes into effect. And I believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has the power to release you from the law of sin and death. Point number four, the law of the mind. Paul also writes about the law of the mind. It's in Romans 7 verse 23 where he says we see another law mentioned and it's, it's the law of the mind. Now our minds play a very important part in our daily lives and I'm getting to how you can know more life in your life more of his resurrection life. And I believe our minds play a much bigger role than we really understand. And the Bible tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he. And whether you're thinking in your heart or your mind, I believe it starts in our minds. And in essence, the law of the mind gives us the ability to choose between the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In fact, in chapter 8, Paul finds two classes of people, those who live according to their sinful nature and those who live according to the spirit. They're two different classes of people. And which class you might find yourself in really depends on, what you've decided, what you believe. If we go back to Romans 7, verse 23, where Paul is writing, this time from the Amplified Bible, he says, but I discern in my bodily members a different law. So he speaks a a different law. There's one that wars against the law of my mind. There's another one. And makes me a prisoner to the law of sin, which dwells in my body. So it's almost as if in our minds we, we, we want to make the right decision, but there's this thing that keeps pulling us back. When actually we must be pulled in another direction. And I believe God has given us the ability to reason. and It's a God-given gift, but reason itself will draw you away from God. Because reason itself is just in the mind, and it can take us down the wrong road. But when our minds are brought under submission to the Holy Spirit, to our spirits and the Holy Spirit, we won't be led astray. Our minds need to be set and reprogrammed and renewed according to the Holy Spirit. Let me give you some examples. You see, on the one side, we can choose to live in unforgiveness. And we reap the result of that. On the other side, we can choose to live in forgiveness and it achieve the results of that. On this side, we can choose to be angry. I remember when my when I was a, a little boy, my mother used to say, you know, anger leads to bitterness, and bitterness leads to hatred, and hatred leads to murder. And there's a whole chain of events that kicks in here if we decide we're going to be angry the bible says in your anger sin not so in other words we can have that moment but then we've got to go back to the side and say god i just submit to you vengeance is mine says the lord i will repay so can you see how our minds begin to play this crucial role in Romans 8, verses 6 and 7, it says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Look at it. Death that comprises all the miseries arriving from sin, both now, that's while you're alive, and hereafter. But the mind of the Spirit, or a mind controlled by the Spirit, is life and soul peace. Peace. Both now, that's here while you're alive, and forever. And that's where our minds come into play here. And I believe we need to take note of this. That's why point five is, let's choose his life. Because I believe the choices we make in our mind determine whether we live under the law of sin and death or we live under the law of sin. Of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the goal is to live under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that's what we need to know. And I believe we don't serve under the old covenant. But we serve under a covenant where we are tuned into the Holy Spirit. And we follow his promptings in our lives. And it brings life. It brings life. So we need to follow those promptings, and God has set before us life and death, and it encourages us to choose life so that we and our descendants may live, and so we have this aspect of choice. He also, uh, Paul writes and says, offer and yield yourselves to God as though you had been raised from dead to perpetual life. You see, we've got to give ourselves to God. Sin must not have dominion over us. I believe we must also sow to the Spirit. In Galatians 6 and verse 8, it says, He who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, decay, and ruin. But he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap life, life eternal. And so I wanted to encourage you to keep on being filled by the Holy Spirit and let Him lead you. But I wanted to put this in a diagram so that you could begin to understand exactly what's going on here. And so I drew this, this first circle, just the law of God, because that's the first law that, that Paul speaks about. And it's the, 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 the law into which we find ourselves, His principles. And then I find I see this circle, the law of sin and death, here on the one side. The law of sin and death. There it stands. That's perhaps something that maybe maybe you didn't see it that way. But on the opposite side, we see the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. On the opposite side is that. Here we have these two laws that we find in chapter 8. Verses 2, because, let me read it to you again, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. In the middle is the law of the mind, and our minds are playing this crucial role. Now you'll notice those things are linked. The one is linked upwardly, and the other one is linked downwardly. So if our minds surrender to the law of sin and death, it's it's going to take us down. If our minds are aligning themselves with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it will be an upward trajectory. And if if we have a look, that end takes us to separation from God. That end takes us to eternal life. And... I believe that's the picture we need to see in our minds. You see, we we need to live here under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? There is life available to you through Christ Jesus, made available by his Holy Spirit. That life he wants you to experience more of. How can you have more of it? By allowing your mind to become aligned with his spirit. Align your mind to think in this direction. And I'm telling you, if we do that, we can have a little thing in the middle there called heaven on earth. With my wife passing, I have had to pass through the valley of the shadow of death. That was what Psalm 23 David writes. He says, Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. And I've had, to, I've had to look death in the face. And that's what we did on Friday. We looked we look death in the face. I've had to look it in the face. And I've had to, I've had to decide what I'm going to do. But you see, the Bible says, yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. We can go through things, the death of a dream, the death of a loved one, some sickness, some circumstances that we wish had never happened, and and we just can't camp there. Because the problem is death, and when we we go through that valley, if we camp there, it's a dark place. And I want to tell you, in that dark place, sin will find you. It will find you. But we have to pass through, turn it, turning it into springs. And we have, to, we have to make our way back to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We have to make our way back. And we have to begin to live there. And I believe if we, if we, can, if we can embrace that, if you can see this picture in your mind when, you've, when you're faced with the option Am I going to be angry and I'm going to be this? Or am I Am I, I'm going to walk in forgiveness? Am I going to walk in humility? Or am I going to, am I going to be proud? And, and, or what am, I, what, am I, what am I going to be? Will I choose the life? Will I align myself with His Holy Spirit? Because a mind aligned to the Spirit is life. It says in verse 5, those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. And that's what God wants for us. So, my mom and I decided we were going to put this to the test. And we decided... We were going to begin to speak this principle out. That the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we began to speak it out. And God began to bring about change in our own hearts. And then we took our family members... And we could see some of our family members were battling. And we said, no, no, no. We're not going to allow this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set them free from the law of sin and death. We take authority over the power of sin and death. And we cut it off of their lives right now. And we declare that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes them free. And when we would see things that we thought, no, this was going in the wrong direction, we would say it again. And we would speak it out and we'd say, no, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made them free. We will not allow our family to be held captive. We will not allow our family members to be held captive. Within weeks things began to change. Within weeks. And I believe with that That's the message for today. Keep yourself being filled with the Holy Spirit. Align yourself with the Holy Spirit. Don't let yourself be dragged. Even the apostle Paul, he wrote, he says, I want to do good, but I'm being dragged back. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Rather, let the Holy Spirit drag you back. Be dragged back by His desires and His control of your mind so that you can live in that, That right in the here and now, we can experience that breakthrough and ultimately be with the Lord forever. And so that's my encouragement to you today. I want you to have more of that resurrection life. I want you to have that resurrection life in Christ Jesus. It's a law. It comes to you via the Holy Spirit. That Spirit is a capital S. And by way of the Holy Spirit, more life can be imparted to you and you can live in life. And that's my prayer for you today. And I I hope you'll see that picture in your mind as, as it has taken root in my own mind. I see this picture and I'm reminded I'm not going that way no no I'm not going that way no I'm not I'm going this way because I want to live there because here the pleasures of sin are fleeting the price is very high over here there's life in the midst of whatever it is you might be facing. And I want to encourage you, begin to speak this over your family. Begin to speak it over your children. Begin to speak it over your life and begin to trust God that there will be more resurrection life in your life and that you will enjoy moments of heaven on earth in the here and now and in the hereafter. And that you will know His everlasting life. Would you stand with me as we pray? Lord, we come to you today as we celebrate the resurrection life you've made available to us. And we declare, Lord, we are walking away from the law of sin and death. We walk away from it today. And we place ourselves firmly here where the Spirit gives us the resurrection life of Christ. And our minds, we speak to our minds and we say, come into alignment with the Spirit of God. Come into alignment with what the Word of God says. So that we can experience greater relief, greater life in our everyday lives. And that we can live in victory. That we can live as overcomers. That we can live under that law." that we are set free today. And I cut that law of sin and death off from your people today, from their families and their children and their situations, their finances, their health. We cut that law off. We say, you have set us free, and we embrace the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and we hold on to that, and we believe that you are going to bring great life and flood our lives with your life. And I pray your blessing on your people today. May they know such wonderful resurrection life as they set their minds, set their minds on you and the pursuit of your Holy Spirit. And I declare a blessing over each and every one here today. I say you are set free. The law of sin and death is broken. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is your portion, your inheritance, and yours. May God be with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday.